It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Chase Young headlines my list of Wave 1 NFL free agency losers for the Washington Commanders. I'm going to tell you why and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82. And I want to thank you for making this show your first listen or your first view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost on their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKED ON. All caps, all one word inside the game store. How likely are the Washington Commanders to land on HBO's Hard Knocks this season? That's a question we're going to dive into, but first we have to have the downside follow-up conversation to yesterday's Wave 1 NFL Free Agency Winners episode, and that means losers are up today. If you did not see the Winners episode, please go back uh, and check that out. We identified a couple of winners plus six total honorable mentions. Washington Commanders winning all over the place this offseason. Of course, we'll see how that translates into the regular season, then hopefully the postseason. But today we do have to talk about the downside of that, and that is the losers. Because as I mentioned in the cold open on this episode, Chase Young is my primary loser to this wave one of NFL free agency, the beginning of the new league year. And it started in the offseason portion, still slightly before legal tampering uh, began. Deron Payne's contract extension with, with the Washington Commanders, one of the guys I mentioned yesterday as a winner, clearly getting that back, uh, his re-signing actually leads to Chase Young eventually or essentially becoming a loser in this whole deal because the Washington Commanders now with that Deron Payne extension are top in the National Football League, spending $65.7 million of their current cap space on the defensive line this season. Here's how that breaks down. Defensive tackle John Allen accounting for $21.44 million of salary cap space this year. Montez Sweat, the defensive end, $11.5 million. Also, he's in a contract year. Chase Young accounts for $10.99 million of that salary cap space. Also in a contract year, if the Washington Commanders don't pick up his fifth-year option, that's where this conversation is going to lead to. Deron Payne accounts for just $10.01 million of that cap space after his contract because that first year of his contract uh, only accounts for that much of this year's uh, salary cap. Now, that being said, Next season, without Montez Sweat or Chase Young under contract or on the fifth-year option, Washington is still set to pay out $49.6 million against their salary cap for their defensive line next season. That is fourth highest in the league currently behind only the San Francisco 49ers, Cleveland Browns, 
and the Las Vegas Raiders. Those are the only three NFL teams currently scheduled to pay more of their cap space towards the defensive line than the Washington Commanders. And that's before either Montez Sweat or Chase Young receive extensions or Chase Young receives the fifth-year option. So already paying a lot of money. Re-signing Montez Sweat, according to current projections on uh, SpotTrack.com, projected to pay out $16.6 million per year on average on a new deal. That ups that $49.6 million number to approximately $66 million, which would then be $12 million more than the currently projected highest cap hit team, the San Francisco 49ers, paying for their defensive line. So re-signing, bringing back just one of these guys, puts Washington back in the top spot again next season as far as cap hit, cap dedication to their defensive line. You bring back both of them, that's even more problematic. Chase Young's fifth-year option is $17.45 million. Uh, that would make, That's what his contract would be next year, putting Washington even higher up on, on that list, $67.1 million uh, against the cap. Again, compared to the 49ers, 54.5. That's $13 million almost more uh, than the next highest team dedicating their cap space to the defensive line. And that's just if you're bringing back one of these guys. And if you, you, if you use the fifth-year option on Chase Young, your cap dedication to the defensive line is actually higher and that's fully guaranteed. So there's no way to negotiate around that and flex that in any way, shape or form. Whereas a new contract with Montez Sweat, you can actually try to lower that cap hit the way they do with Deron Payne this year. So let's say you sign a new deal, Montez Sweat, make his cap hit just $10 million. Now you're upping that number to 59 million. You're still the number one team, but now you're the number one team by 5 million instead of 12 million. Uh, there's a very big difference there. And, you have Chase Young in a contract year if you pick up his fifth-year option next season, while Montez Sweat would ideally be on, an, obviously, an extension, so you're going to have him longer. So keeping either Young or Sweat puts you back in the top as far as how you're spending your salary cap on your defensive line, but re-signing Sweat does so with more years to come after 2024 and the option and ability to maybe flex some money if you need to moving into the future, while picking up Young's fifth-year option guarantees you nothing beyond 2024 and gives you zero cap flexibility. By the way, if you take it out past 24, 2024 and you go into 2025, the commanders are currently second overall in 2025 with $54.1 million committed to the salary cap and again to the, to the defensive line in their salary cap already in 2025. That's $54.1 million guys next year's biggest or biggest cap chunk uh, to a defensive line in the NFL, $54.5 million to the 49ers. Two years from now, the Washington Commanders fall just $400,000 shy of next year's number one team so far. Uh, the amount of money they have tied up in the defensive line is insane. Not, It's not you know prejudicial. It's not going to completely tank the team or anything, but it's just it's a lot, a lot of money uh, already dedicated. And that $54.1 million that's already dedicated for 2025 only pays for four players. And all four of those players are defensive tackles. None of them are defensive ends. John Allen, Deron Payne, Fedaria Mathis, John Ridgeway. Those are your four players you have under contract on the defensive line through 2025 right now, and they already account for $54.1 million. And again, 2025, if you go the Chase Young fifth-year option route, Montez Sweat walks, Chase Young potentially, depending on what happens, could eventually walk. 2025, you could be entering that offseason with $54 million dedicated to your defensive line against your cap and no defensive ends, uh, no starting defensive ends under contract. Again, there are ways to manipulate the cap, so I'm not trying to deliver you a doomsday pill here. 
It's just to illustrate kind of the situation for the finances on the defensive line already and why this is going to impact, I think, Chase Young uh, negatively. Considering that Montez Sweat has played 16 or more games in three of his four NFL seasons, has had seven or more sacks in three of those seasons as well, was on pace to have at least eight in three of those four seasons in, uh, before familial duties pulled him away uh, for the majority or for part of 2021. There were some other issues as well, but for the most part, it was familial duties. Uh, not going to dredge up his past uh, right now either, but I don't see how you don't re-sign him in favor of picking up Chase Young's fifth-year option considering that Young has played in just 12 games in the last two years, hasn't recorded eight sacks in a single season uh, in his career. And doing both, uh, you put your defensive line cap hit near $80 million potentially, which that I do think would be uh, uh, debilitating for the team. I don't think you can put $80 million on just your defensive line. So if you got to pick between the one, Montez Ware or Chase Young, I think Chase Young is the loser in this deal, which makes him our biggest loser from free agency because that Deron Payne contract essentially catapults the Washington Commanders towards this crossroads, I think. But he's not the only one. There is another Washington Commanders loser from the first wave of NFL free agency, and this one's going to be a little bit more of a sensitive subject. It's going to hurt a little bit more, but that is coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything and anything you want from the money line to point scores to threes drained, rebounds in a specific game, whatever you want. The Sweet 16 teams are taking the floor on Thursday and Friday for a spot in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Men's Tournament. And right now, Creighton is the most likely to win their matchup, favored by 9.5 points over Princeton, while the seventh seed Michigan State Spartans are the least favored, still favored by one and a half points over the third seed Kansas State Wildcats, but that one and a half point spread is the closest of all the Sweet 16 matchups as of the time of this recording. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. The second loser from the first wave of NFL free agency is unfortunately safety Cameron Curl. Now, before we get into this conversation, guys, I want everybody to understand. I value Cameron Curl as a safety on this defense just as much as I'm assuming that most of you do. Most of the fans I see on social media, you love Cam Curl. I love Cam Curl. I think he's a great part of this team. Definitely don't want to see him leave. The conversations being had about Cam Curl is the extension, paying him, how much to pay him, and when to pay him, whether that's this offseason, during the season, training camp. Is there going to be a holdout situation 
uh, a lot of things kind of happening here with safety Cameron Curl. No solid, solid reports, just a lot of kind of wanting to see Cam Girl, Curl get his contract. I would love to see Cam Curl get his contract. The reason I'm saying that Cam Curl is a loser in this wave of free agency is not really because of anything that Washington has done per se, although, again, spending so much on the defensive line kind of makes you have to look for corners to cut elsewhere to kind of save a little bit of money as well. But more so, this has to do with just the NFL landscape of safeties and the fact that from what I'm seeing, safeties are just not getting paid very well these days in NFL free agency. Cam Curl currently nearing 24 years old, entering the final year of his rookie deal and will earn just over $3 million uh, this year thanks to the NFL's proven performance escalator, which raised his seventh round rookie contract salary uh, to that $2.9 or so million dollars after bonuses and everything takes it just over $3 million because of the play of his first three years because he's been incredibly valuable to the Washington commander. So that's good. Now, here's the bad news. Again, kind of tied to the Deron Payne extension because Washington, if you keep Montez Sweat or Chase Young, again, my opinion is that you keep Montez Sweat because of the track record uh, and Chase Young and, and you know some of that's not his fault, injuries and all that stuff, but just it kind of is what it is. You're going to need to find a way to save money. That means making hard decisions on how who you pay and, and choosing to pay the right people. Now, at the end of the day, Cam Curl, a lot of this kind of depends on what Cam Curl wants, right? So if Cam Curl wants top five safety money in the NFL, you're talking $16 million a year on average. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow if you're already paying $65 million plus on just your defensive line. If Cam Curl wants top 10 money, then you're still talking $14 million a year on average. Okay, And again, the, the cap numbers can be spread, right? but you're, that's a lot of cheese even on average. And $14 million per average on, on average, that, that money still like Deron Payne's only getting $10 million this year. But again, you go to 2025, they're already in the hole $52 million against the cap with only four players signed. That's because, in part, Deron Payne's cap hit gets much, much bigger uh, the, a couple years into this contract. So depending on what Cam Curl wants, if he wants top five money, top ten money, that might complicate things between he and the Washington Commanders. Adding either of that amount uh, to, to the current cap figures that the Washington Commanders have dedicated to their defensive back room would, add, would put them in the top five or top ten. So when you're talking about being the number one team in cap space dedicated to your defensive line, and potentially being top five or top 10 in cap space dedicated to your defensive back group just by paying Cam Curl top five or top 10 safety money. Unlike the defensive line, though, you don't have another top shelf player in your defensive back group. I love Derek Forrest and where he's going. Potentially could get there. Benjamin St. Juice I like a lot. Kendall Fuller is a solid player, although I think we've kind of seen probably his ceiling. On the defensive line, though, again, you're, you're top in the, in the NFL in cap space dedicated, but you've got Montez Sweat. Who's a very solid player, above average, top half of the league in the defensive end group, I think. And you've got two of the best defense tackles in the game today. So it's a little bit easier to swallow that top five money for the defensive line when you're getting that play. A little bit harder in the defensive back room, being top five, top ten, and money dedicated to that group when you're only getting one player who's kind of at the top echelon uh, at that group. So not only that, but then you look at the National Football League trends and the way that safety contracts are starting to move. Only one safety signed this offseason, wave one of NFL free agency, got an average annual value better than 20th in the National Football League. So we're talking top 10, top five money for Cam Curl. Only one guy so far this offseason has gotten top 20, or better than top 20 money, rather, top 19 or better money in the NFL, and that's Jesse Bates, who is now the fourth highest annual average value contract, $16.005 million on average among safeties. But... He had to play his fifth year in the league on a franchise tag just to get that money, and he had to leave the team 
that drafted him. Comparing Bates to Curl at the end of each player's third season, so Curl going into his fourth, Jesse Bates coming out of his fourth and coming out of his fifth even. So, again, Curl's stats are a couple years behind Bates at this moment in time. But at the end of each player's third season, uh, Cam Curl played 44 games compared to Bates' 48, started 37 compared to Bates' 48, had three interceptions compared to Bates' nine, nine pass breakups compared to Bates' 31. Uh, the fumbles were different. Cam Curl has more sacks. Jesse Bates, actually, I was surprised to find out, has no sacks uh, to his career, according to profootballreference.com, while Cam Curl has four. Cam Curl has 12 tackles for loss. Uh, Jesse Bates had two. And then tackles, Cam Curl 270 total, Bates 320. So in three or four of the top five or six categories that a safety produces in, Jesse Bates through three seasons is outpacing Cam Curl by a fairly significant amount in some of these things. I mean, interceptions nine to three is pretty significant. Now, the second highest annual average value contract signed so far in 2023's free agency period at the time of this recording, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, former Saints and former Eagles safety, now signed with the Detroit Lions on an $8 million deal. That's 20th in annual average value, and it's only a one-year deal. So again, he had to leave the team he was playing for, and that $8 million is still only 20th in the NFL. A far cry from top 10 or even top 5 money and that 50% decrease between the top safety contract and the second highest this offseason is is big and that's kind of what I'm talking about as far as why Cam Curl is a loser here again not really so much what Washington is doing or how we look at Cam Curl just kind of how the NFL landscape is paying or not paying safeties uh, as it were say now the top safety re-signed this offseason right so the top safety to get a new deal with the team he played for at least last year was Donovan Wilson from the Dallas Cowboys his deal 3 years $7 million average annual value, but only five or well, less than $5 million of dollars of that really is guaranteed on average. So he's at three years, $21 million annual or $21 million contract, but only not even 15 million of that is actually guaranteed money. So if you compare Wilson and curl from 2020 to 2022, the last three seasons, uh, curl played 44 games. Wilson's been in 40 curl started 37. Wilson started 30. Uh, both of them have three interceptions, pass breakups. Cam Curl has nine. Wilson has six uh, sacks. Cam Curl has four. Wilson has eight and a half. So there's a, a pretty big disparity uh, there. Tackles for loss. Cam Curl has four or three more rather than Wilson. And then tackles. Cam Curl has 69 more. So you see here, you've got about two or three categories where Cam Curl outpaces Wilson. But then you've got another uh, two or three that Wilson outpaces Curl. And then they're tied. Uh, and interception. So a little bit more of a real, more of a realistic balance between uh, the two players. But again, Wilson just got $7 million on average, 5 million, less than 5 million in guarantees. That's a long, long way away from top 10, top five money. But I think a lot of commanders fans think that Cam Curl might want and deserves uh, that type of money. But you look at kind of the statistical production value. And again, Stats only tell so much of the story. Cam Curl, potentially, I don't cover the Cowboys. I'm not familiar with Donovan Wilson, so I don't know what Cowboys fans would say, but Cam Curl obviously means a lot to this commander's defense, and we can all agree that when you see Cam Curl on the field, he provides a huge, huge benefit to the team. So who does Curl match up with statistically over the past three seasons the best? I, I went through, I sorted all the stats of the safeties who have been playing for the last three seasons, and the best that I can come up with most currently is Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer has played in the exact same amount of games in the last three years as Cam Curl. Cam Curl started 37 of those games. Jordan Poyer started 44, so he started seven more. Uh, Cam Curl has three interceptions to Jordan Poyer's 11. 
So that's an eight interception difference. That's pretty big. Pass breakups, nine to 22. Cam Curl's nine, Jordan Poor has 22. So that's a pretty big difference. But the rest of the stat categories, sacks, there's only a one sack difference. Tackles for loss, there's a four tackle for loss difference. And total tackles, there's a 10 tackle difference. So Jordan Poyer and Cameron Curl, to me, kind of the most similar uh, type of players statistically for the last three years and producing for their team. And Jordan Poyer is a leader on the team, Cam Curl. So I think that kind of fits a little bit. Jordan Poyer, though, currently is making $6.25 million annual average value. That's 27th in the league. But Poyer is also older. Poyer is nearing 32 years old. Curl's turning turning 24 this year. So if a 24-year-old is playing at that Jordan Poyer level, then you would assume that he's going to get more money because he's younger and and potentially has more ceiling uh, to grab. But the question is, how much more does he get when the market clearly doesn't support paying safeties uh, as much as it does other positions? Realistically, if you're Cam Curl, if you're aiming for top 10 money in safeties, $14 million per year, that's going to be tough. And the franchise tag is estimated to be $19 million next year. So would you want to take the $14 million when you could potentially get $19 million on, on the franchise tag? Would Washington even franchise tag you at that type of a number? Uh, but the bottom line is, guys, the NFL is just not paying safeties. And that's evident by even that $19 million franchise tag number is actually the fourth lowest in the National Football League uh, behind running backs. Or it's just, it's just above running backs, tight ends, and specialists. So those are the only three position groups, specials, specialists, kickers, punters. Long snappers, tight ends, and running backs are the only three positions uh, who are projected to have a lower franchise tag hit than defensive back safeties uh, next year. So that just kind of shows you, again, the safeties. Uh, it's not about me not appreciating Cam Curl. So I make that clear. It's not about fans not loving Cam Curl. And again, Cam Curl obviously makes this defense better. But the way that the league is paying or not paying safeties could influence what the Washington Panthers decide to do with cam curl and that can influence what cam curl decides to do hope he gets his money hope he gets paid what he's looking for i don't know what he's looking for top 10 top 5 top 20 whatever he's looking for i hope he gets i hope he sticks around washington for a long long time because i think he and Derek Forrest could be a really good pair but again just looking at the landscape of the league i do think that cam guys like cam curl those safeties who are looking for paychecks could be hindered a little bit by what the league is doing with some of their uh position mates across the league Coming up next, do you want the Washington Commanders on Hard Knocks, who their competition is, and why Washington might be the most entertaining of them all? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try. And be forewarned, it's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of the team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory. And the best part is, You get to do it your way. You want a vertical offense. You want a run-first offense. You want 3-4, 4-3, whatever it is. Hire your coach to run the system that you want and then build your roster around it to be successful from there. All you have to do is enjoy this fun, engaging, updated, regularly game, Ultimate Football GM. Whether you've got Wi-Fi, data signal, or you're on airplay mode, you can play the game. So it doesn't matter where you are. You'll be able to play this game. Make sure you use a free 100% boost. On the game, because you get a free 100% boost to your franchise when you use the promo code locked on in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps in the game store. So make sure you check it out today. To download this, just go to ultimate gm.com or look it up on your app store. It's ultimate gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Where do the Washington Commanders rank among teams that are eligible to be forced onto HBO's Hard Knocks? That's the discussion here as we wrap up today's episode. NFL.com's Brendan Walker, fellow Sun Devil, Arizona State alum, recently wrote about HBO's Hard Knocks candidates for NFL.com. And to outline the the candidate uh, pool real quick, in case you're not familiar, any team in the National Football League can actually volunteer to be on Hard Knocks. So the Los Angeles Rams actually did it back when they moved to L.A., but I think they're the only team that's ever done it, and it's kind of weird. I don't know why any team would do it, but... The NFL also has a forcing mechanism. They can force any team to be on hard knocks as long as they don't meet one of these disqualifying criteria. First, if you have a first-year head coach, your team cannot be forced to be on hard knocks. Again, you can volunteer, but if you have a first-year head coach, your team cannot be forced onto the program. Second, if you've secured a playoff berth in the last two seasons, you cannot be forced to do hard knocks. Third, if you've appeared on hard knocks in the last 10 years, you cannot be forced to go on hard knocks. So when you take those disqualifiers away, there's only four teams left. Washington is one of them. They don't have a first-year head coach. They haven't had a playoff berth in the last two seasons, and they haven't been on hard knocks in the last 10 years. So they're clearly on the list. But there are three other teams that are also on that list uh, that could be forced to be on the show if somebody doesn't volunteer again. Very unlikely that a team. Volunteers in alphabetical order, those three, those four teams, including the commanders, are the Chicago Bears, the Washington Commanders, the New York Jets, and the New Orleans Saints. So, those are your four teams that the NFL can essentially say, Boom, you're going on hard knocks. Welcome, HBO. Good luck. Uh, have a good season. I don't know. Um, so let's look at these the biggest storylines from each of these teams. I'll give you where Brendan ranked each of them again. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in alphabetical order here. The Bears' big storyline. Justin Fields obviously is going to be a draw there. Premier rookie heavy cast after getting extra draft capital. They're going to have some good premier picks in the NFL draft, so they're going to have some good rookies uh, for HBO to be able to cover there. Solid free agency class. That does a little bit for me, but it doesn't do a whole lot because typically they like to look for the underdog player. They kind of look to look for the maybe lesser known type of player uh, and especially some rookies. So that rookie class having some premier picks uh, in this year's draft could be a draw, but the free agents, while they're good and while they're entertaining, uh, not sure that's a huge draw. And then, of course, Justin Fields, young quarterback. Is he going to be the franchise leader? Is he not going to be the franchise leader? That's always a good draw. So those are the bigs, the Bears' big storylines. Uh, Brendan has them ranked second overall out of these four teams as most likely to get uh, put on HBO's Hard Knocks. For the Commanders' big storylines, obviously the new ownership expectation and potentially a big, uh, mover magic johnson may be involved jay-z may be involved so maybe you get those guys well one of those guys if if their groups win uh the bidding as a cameo right i mean imagine getting jay-z and beyonce on hard knocks who who wouldn't want that if you're working at hbo but magic johnson also a very popular draw uh, as well and then of course you have the quarterback competition sam howell jacoby Brissett, um young quarterback veteran quarterback 
all those things. You have Eric Bieniemy and the storyline surrounding him, and of course, plenty of young talent. Jahan Dotson can be out there. Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel is a, is, is a crack up when he decides to show it. Uh, so, so you know, plenty of young uh, young talent there. And, and you know, look, Chase Young is still around. You know, he enjoys uh, some camera time as well. Brendan has them ranked. The Commanders ranked fourth out of these four teams is likely to get HBO's Hard Knocks. The Jets' big storylines: Aaron Rodgers, the Robert Sala, the head coach, makes for good TV as well. He's got a good personality. Sexy second-year players and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. And then, of course, they saw some draft capital. Uh, Brendan has the Jets ranked number one out of these four teams. And then finally, you have the Saints. Their biggest storyline, Derek Carr. I don't really know what else. Like Derek Carr, I guess, is, is their big storyline. Uh, the city of New Orleans is great. You know what I mean? But Derek Carr really is kind of the biggest. Brendan has them ranked third. Obviously, I don't have the Saints ranked third or first. I've got them ranked last. So here's my rankings uh, personally. Uh, number one, I do have the Jets just like Brendan did, even though I, I'm really over this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I'm really just, just I don't know, man. Like, just just go, just do the trade. And I know he only has control of some of it. Like, he can't force the Packers uh, and Jets to agree on a trade. But, like, I'm over it. You know what I mean? I, I, but, so I actually think that might hurt them a little bit because the NFL kind of knows that there's people out there who are really kind of sick of Aaron Rodgers and may not want to tune in for it. More on that here in just a minute. Second, I've actually got the commanders. Um, I think putting the Washington Commanders on HBO's Hard Knocks could be a low-key jab at Dan Snyder from the National Football League, putting that franchise that he's just been exiled from on the main stage on HBO's Hard Knocks, the most popular football drama of the offseason. I mean, that's that's a little bit of a kick in the pants on the way out because they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to get a lot of attention. Fans are going to show up. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Um, so again, there's there's all the storylines involved, the quarterback battle and, and EB uh, and all that stuff, but also kind of a low key way of setting one last jab at Dan Snyder on the way out the door. Then you got the Chicago Bears that I have ranked third, young quarterback, draft prospects coming in. Plus, it's Chicago, um, and I think you have an over under of twenty Dub Bears and Mike Ditka references uh, during the HBO season. The Saints, again, kind of boring. It's an exciting city, but uh, Derek Carr's redemption story, I'm not sure, is that big of a pull. My prediction. I think it gets, I think the Jets get. I think it could be the Commanders or the Jets, but I do think the Jets get. The NFL loves drama, and honestly, I will like. Even though I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers, I'll still tune in. If anything, just so that when Aaron Rodgers says one of the crazy things that he likes to say, I can scoff at scoff at him and and tell him that you know it's it's who we are or whatever. Um, also, the Jets out of those four teams probably most likely to make the playoffs this this coming season. They were very close to making the playoffs last year. Now they have Aaron Rodgers, so probably most likely to make the playoffs, which means in 2024, they'll be off the list. Meanwhile, the Commanders, Bears, and Saints arguably could all be expected to be on this list. Uh, again, although, you know, with the Commanders' new ownership, you never know, they might have a new head coach, uh, depending on which way they decide to go, if, especially if they don't make the playoffs. So they could be off the list as well. But that's kind of my list, my predictions. Let me know what your list is, your power rankings, which team you think will be on, which team you think you want to see on, because they might be different uh, upcoming on HBO's. Hard knocks. That decision will be coming down the pike uh, relatively soon. So I appreciate you for participating in that conversation. Appreciate you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view of the day. For your second, check out Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino break it all down Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come back tomorrow. I'm going to be diving deeper into what the Washington Commanders could do if they don't pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option like I predict. 
and more. So if you want to join in on that conversation, this conversation, drop your comments into the comment section on YouTube or hit me up via email at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or in the Twitter DMs on D or at D Harrison 82. I'm signing off for today. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, your host here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Until we speak again, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.